welcome to the Wesleyan Podcast, bringing you news and financial tips for doctors, dentists, teachers and lawyers. Hello, I'm Neil Whelan and welcome to episode one of series two of the Wesleyan Podcast. Yes, they've let us lose the microphone again, and here with me once more is our corporate responsibility officer, Jessica Wilkes Redding. Hi, Say Neil. Jess. Well, you've just jumped <laughs> all over my introduction. We'll do it again, come on. No, no, we've started now. Right. <laughs> Press on, Jess. We don't want this to be our difficult second album, so you're here to kick us off with a bang. So, what have you been up to? Loads of stuff. Uh, really exciting, and uh, here today to talk to you about our new children's book. Yes, we're doing it again, uh, part two. So you may remember the unstoppable Maggie McGee and her wicked journey that she went on. Well, this time we're doing it all over again, but for a different charity and a completely different audience. Cool. So you've been talking to our charity, Partnership for Children, and the author of the book. Um, I'm going to get her name wrong. It's Wendy... Tabuto. Tabuto. And B.B. Taylor is the author. You spoke to them a couple of months ago to give us some background, and here's what they had to say. Partnership for Children are a small charity, but we work around the world uh, promoting good mental health for all children. And uh, we've been working with Wesleyan for about nine months now. Uh, We were delighted when we were chosen as their charity of the year um, in 2017, and this partnership will last for two years. And the staff at Wesleyan have been fantastic in coming together to do innovative fundraising events. Uh, We've had a lot of support in pro bono support. It's helped us launch our programme in Scotland, for example. And um, we've got a very busy year and a half to go with some new projects and uh, very excited to be working with Wesleyan on that. So there's uh, somebody else here today who's called B.B. Taylor. Hi. Hi. Some of you may remember the unstoppable Maggie McGee. Well, this is book two. Bibi, could you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and what you're going to be doing in the project? Um, I am a children's author based in Birmingham, and primarily my books are aimed at younger children, Um, but we are looking at creating a book to support young people in the transitions that they face. So not a self-help guide or a manual, but an exciting story that children want to read but also gives them the tools to cope with that massive step when they take that leap from year six to year seven. Yeah, and it's a really exciting project for us. You know, something we're really committed to is is children, their mental health and, and, and supporting the charity. And we've already written one book, so why would we not do another one? Um, so, Wendy, tell us a little bit about what the book's going to be able to do for the charity. Well, we also have been looking at, particularly at this age group, the sort of top end of primary school, as we would call it, and about um, how children need skills to cope with the challenges they face as they move on to onto secondary school. But this project is a vital and important uh, new project for Partnership for Children because it will help us not only... Uh, work on this particular issue but promote the name of Partnership for Children amongst uh, Wesleyan's clients and contacts, new schools, not only in the UK but potentially around the world. And Jess and I have talked a lot about the legacy. When the partnership with from Wesleyan ends, what is the legacy that Partnership for Children as a small charity will have? And this book would be part of that uh, 
that legacy, enabling us to continue to have our name in front of new schools and new contacts uh, here in the UK and even further afield. Yeah, and it's such an exciting time. Bibi, can you tell us a little bit about the creative process without giving too much away? Oh, it's top secret. Are you sure I'm allowed to? I think we can for the podcast. <laughs> so... As with any creative process, there's lots of stages there. We need to work on the story, we need to work on the story's concept, its themes, what we want to achieve from the story, but also what children want to hear from the story. And children are at the heart of every story, so it's very important that children are having a massive input in this story, deciding who the characters are, what the adventure is, and why it would appeal to other people. But most importantly, It's about ensuring that the world that we're creating in this story is a positive environment that makes children want to pick up this book and then walk away from it feeling empowered by it. And it's all about that empowerment to show children that they have the tools and the skills necessary to face the challenges ahead and to do so with their head held high and do it well. So finally, a quick word from both of you. Wendy, um, how excited are you about this project? On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 is something new, exciting, and we've got uh, the powerful Jess propelling (laughs) us forward on this. So, no, it's a a great opportunity for us and um, will really open some new doors for us. So, thank you. And Bibi? For me, I am I am beyond excited and also very nervous because we're going to have these children's fantastic stories that I then have to take and do justice to. So for me, it, I'm looking forward to the challenge and I just hope I do them proud. So that's the background to the story so far. What's happened since? So we've been working with pupils from Ford Wellings Academy in Quinton in Birmingham. They're one of the smallest high schools in the country about 350 pupils which I imagine everyone's going wow that's really small it is really really small so we wanted to work with the school to get their ideas for this book to support with transition and we worked with year eight for them to be able to come up with a story to appeal to year six they've been through the transition they know what it's like so actually using them to create the story is is just a great idea so five teams all got together created five very unique stories dragon called Steve, Egyptians, um, diamond heists, all sorts of things. And each team also had a brilliant mentor from here at Wesleyan. They were there to help guide, support, and also help them to create some fantastic props. There's a brilliant video that you can find um, across our social media of some of them wearing capes, which was just gorgeous. Yeah, so five workshops, um, five stories, five teams, and then on the 5th of March, there's a lot of fives here, it's a good lucky number, um, we held something called a lion's lair. So we had local chef Glyn Purnell, we had Heart Breakfast presenter Ed James, Wendy from Partnership for Children, Chief Financial Officer Ahmed Farouk, and a lady called Zoe Chamberlain who's part of Brummy Mummies. They sat, they listened, they laughed, they clapped, and here's Ahmed announcing our winner. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, your winner today. A huge round of applause, please, for Wiz Writers and the Curse of the Nomad. So well done to Wiz Writers, and we are thrilled and honoured to have their mentor here today, Jessica McAllister. Welcome, Jessica. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for, for being with us and leading that team to glory. So tell us about the mentoring, what was it like? Um, so I think sort of back in December time, Jess called a meeting and said she was going to be doing another book. 
and that she had um, a requirement for some coaches to support the students. And I thought it sounded like quite a good fun thing to do and get involved in. So yeah, then it kind of all just moved really quickly and then we were at our first kind of launch in, was it in the Library of Birmingham? Yeah, was, yeah. yeah. And then met the team for the first time who were quite shy and they were a little bit yeah shy and retiring, which didn't last very long. No, it's, it's <laughs> fair to say that they, they came out of the shop. They did, they really did. So yeah, no, it was brilliant. And I think um, some of them were friends, some of them weren't. So it was really nice to work with like a group of kids that, you know, wouldn't normally sit together, wouldn't normally work together um, and get them working on all sorts of different things like websites and business cases and just generally being like really creative. And I think you forget how creative kids mm. are. And some of the stories, that, that initial story writing workshop, they were amazing the stuff they were coming out with was was crazy so yeah really good fun because it wasn't just them chewing on the end of a pencil and thinking up stories for the book that's who the whole business plan as well so it was you know the promotional campaigns and everything around that as well yeah they had to do marketing plan um, a business plan they had to do quite a lot of detail on the book so all of the character development um, also a lot around kind of they did the blurb and the plot and all of that good stuff as well um, they looked at websites they came up with designs that they liked the look of um, they actually went as far as to create actually create the school uniform for the book <coughs> so um, yeah they were really passionate about it so it was quite good fun yeah when you see the video they they brought in a tailor's dummy <laughs> with a the tartan cloak and the badge and yeah. the kids are wearing kilts it was um it was a egyptian scottish fusion is what we like to refer yeah, to as definitely yeah. so which i think glyn pinelli's student for his next menu yeah. um <laughs> so talking of glyn and the judges uh, yeah. here's uh, what they had to say after the presentations i thought the day has been amazing I love spending time with kids because no matter what kind of a day you've had, to be surrounded by kids with their energy and zest for life is fantastic. But the work that has gone into today has been awesome. And they've all done really well. I mean, they've all smashed it, absolutely smashed it. I love the fact that they developed so many life skills as a result of this project. So kind of uh, working as a team, learning how to write... Um, and putting together social media marketing packages, business packages, I think they'll take a lot from it going forward. Uh, enthusiasm, attention to detail, and they blew us away in the presentation. Yeah, they really did. They Absolutely did. fantastic, but just the attention to detail to the, the little uh, locket that catches the yeah. children's souls and, and using Egyptian and stuff. So it, was, yeah. uh, it was really out there, wasn't it? Really, really, really good. It was yeah. a, little, a little bit dark in patches, but still... <laughs> I, I like thought, that, though. It's good. <laughs> so yeah, I thought the whole uh, package, the artwork, the, the way they delivered it, and just the whole backbone of the story, I thought was fantastic. Just number one. Uh, what's happening next? Well, I just wanted to pick up on something that uh, Jess number two just said about the, the confidence and the, the, the way that this project has actually really developed the young people. There was some kids involved in the project who the first two sessions were just absolutely petrified. They'd never given a speech in front of an audience before. They'd never done a presentation. And on the day, they all absolutely came and gave 110%. They were amazing felt so so proud and one of the girls on the day said without this project I don't think I would have been able to find my confidence to be able to speak in front of people 
and that just I think we were all so overwhelmed and so proud of them all and on the 3rd of May this year we're going to be going out back to the school and inviting all of their parents and their family and some of the other people from the school and the governors so they can actually recreate the day that we did here but then we're also going to be able to hand out some prizes and some recognition to you know the, the best teamwork the best character development because all of the teams each had their own brilliant ex- excelling at, at, at one part of the project and I think Jesse's team were the epitome of brilliant teamwork. They really, really were. But other teams were so creative. Other teams, you know, they created little um, key rings to give out to people. So, yeah, on the 3rd of May, we're going back to Four Dwellings to do a big presentation evening with the parents there. That'll be cool. It will be, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. Then after that, I've actually got to sell some books. Um, so on the 17th of May, Library of Birmingham, we're launching The Curse of the Nomad to about... 120 of the great and the good of Birmingham and, and across the UK. The plan is to also sell lots of books on the night. We've got Glyn and Ed coming again, which is wonderful. Um, so Glyn's going to be sitting on the table with, with the kids, and I think they're, they're really, really excited about that. They're, when we told them, you know, there's a couple of celebrities, they were like, oh, this is amazing. So it's really, really amazing that we've been able to give this project um, the chance to, to work with these kids. So, yeah, 17th of May. Um, and then after that, it's going to be available in all good bookshops, uh, and also the not so good book shops uh, online it can be available to schools we've got a national time with um, the national PTA who are now called Parent Kind uh, we're working with Primary Times and we're also looking to try and get the book into um, some more inclusive schools so it's actually printed on cream paper with a dyslexia friendly font which means that it's accessible to reluctant readers as well as those sort of readers who will just demolish a book in an evening so we've really really made it accessible hopefully an audio book and an ebook as well so yeah, the website launches in April and we'll be able to put all the details on our social media. That's brilliant. And that is our show for this week and a great start to our second series. I don't think it's going to be our difficult second album, but while we're on the subject, <laughs> yeah. what is your favourite second album? And I'm going to go first before you steal it. Uh, and it's What's the Story Morning Glory by Oasis. Oh. And I will now sit back and let you two argue. He's probably doing us over there, hasn't I he? know. Yeah. I thought he was going to steal mine, though, to be yeah. honest. So mine was um, Coldplay. So I did really enjoy Rush of Blood to the Head. But I think after that, they went very downhill. So, yeah, that was my uh, immediate thoughts. Yeah, good shout. Mm, Coldplay. What, what was yours, Jess? <laughs> um, well, for me, it has to be Amy Winehouse, Back to Black. Um amazing first album and but then she completely reinvented herself and brought back an album full of soul and you could really tell the production had changed and it's just such a shame that we we never got another album from her but back to black is still in my sort of all-time top 10 albums so yeah that's my choice and coincidentally one of the mentors on this book project uh, she once duetted with amy whitehouse which is a story I'm desperate yeah. to get on the podcast. Sad that's not me. It, no, it wasn't <laughs> Jess. It was yeah. So we will, we will try and twist her arm and get to tell that story on microphone and share that. Um, so thank you very much to the two Jesses. Uh, for more about Wesleyan, you can visit the website at wesleyan.co.uk. You can follow us on Twitter, at Wesleyan, and the CR Twitter handle is... At Wesleyan CR. Makes sense. You can search for us on Facebook and LinkedIn, and we're now on Instagram at Wesleyan Careers, all one word. And if you haven't already, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you don't miss an episode. But until next time, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.